Hello everyone, it is Anush Barbarian here, aka Nush101 here on YouTube, and you are watching Destination Eurovision Meetup. Okay, let us move on to the questions. Question number one. How would you shortly introduce yourself to someone new? So I normally literally just say my name is Nush because my full name is actually Anushka but it is quite difficult for people to pronounce and also understand that name, especially in England. So I normally just say, hey, my name's Nush. I am Cypriot Armenian living in London. And that is actually the next question. So I normally just go, hey, my name's Nush and it's short for Anushka. That's pretty much normally how I introduce myself. So question number two, where do you live and where were you born? So I was born actually in London, England, and I currently live in London, England. So I haven't really gone very far, which is a little bit disappointing. I should really explore the world, shouldn't I? And I, I think I'm gonna be, I think I will be moving soon, but that's for you guys to find out. <laughs> what is your actual job or passion which you developed regularly? So my job and my passion is separated. I am currently in events and admin and social media. I do all three of those things for a company, but I also have a massive passion for filmmaking here on YouTube, which you guys I'm sure are, are familiar with. So my main passion is basically making content for you guys and also for everyone to enjoy and I ha I absolutely love it. I love filmmaking. I've been doing it since I was 14 years old with my dad who is a director. So it's been a long time since I began doing this and I think I'm going to continue for the rest of my life. What's the unknown but amazing fact that people possibly don't know about you? So people don't know this actually because I don't talk about it very often but I actually met Zac Efron when I was 14 years old. I know, shocker. I was a massive fan of High School Musical at that age. And I was in downtown. I think we were going to stalk the Jonas Brothers that were there for a concert or something. I can't remember exactly. But I remember sitting at this restaurant and seeing this guy that looked like Zac Efron go past. And I was like to my friend, that looks like Zac Efron. She was like, oh my gosh, it is. We chased the poor guy into a lift and he fully knew we were following him and he had no choice but to be super nice to us and friendly and give us his autograph. But Zac Efron, I am sorry, I did not mean to uh, scare you away. That was completely <laughs> unacceptable. <laughs> what was I thinking? But yeah, I met Zac Efron when I was 14 years old. Anyway, moving on to question five. What is the most positive and negative trait of your character? So, I don't know if you guys can tell, but I am a very smiley, positive person. I don't think I really put out any negativity in my life. Normally, I try not to anyway. So yeah, I'm a smiley, happy person, and that would be probably my best trait, I would say. A negative trait, which is something most people don't see about me, but I am quite fiery. I do have red hair, which would make me naturally quite um, aggressive. No, I'm not aggressive, but I, if I've had too many tequilas, I can get a little bit feisty, and that is something that I've been trying to work on my whole life. Uh, it is hard, but I'm getting there, and it is something that I think everyone has something that they want to change about themselves and yeah my anger would definitely be my 
main negative trait. <laughs> Question number six, which meals can you not live without? So one of the biggest things during quarantine that have been really difficult for me is not having sushi. I am a huge fan of all foods. I eat everything. I am a foodie as what they would, as most people would call foodie, that is me. I like everything. I would eat anything. I don't think there's anything I don't like. Yeah, I don't think there's anything I don't like. But sushi is one of those foods that honestly I cannot live without and I need to get some now right now. <laughs> but I can't. It's so hard. <laughs> Such first world problems. But yes, sushi would be the main one. Question number seven. Which kind of music do you love the most? Most people that know me will be like, Nush is a music snob and that is because I only really listen to electronic music, dance music. That is my vibe. I love it. I think it always puts me in a good mood. I can exercise to it. I can go out with it. Like, you can use it for anything. So electronic music, if I didn't have it in my life, there would be problems. <laughs> okay, question number eight. What are your favorite ways of spending time with people and when you're alone? As I've mentioned before, I am a huge people's person. I love to be around others and entertain them and just hang out and, you know, just enjoy each other's company. But I also absolutely love my own time. So with my friends, I normally go out a lot, see gigs, events, music is a big part of my life. So therefore I am going out quite a bit. Uh, but I also love going out to art galleries with my friends in London. There's so many things to do. So I love to spend time with my friends, but I also love my time at home watching movies. I am, ma I am a massive movie buff. I I think I've seen most films, Lord of the Rings being one of my favorites. Um, but yeah, I love my time at home as well. So yeah. Are there any words that become your motto or mantra? Stay positive guys is probably one of my biggest things. It is hard to, I know, I understand, especially during this time, it can be difficult to stay positive, but Staying positive and putting your mental state in a good place is the number one thing you have to do to yourself. Don't ever focus on what other people want, focus on what is good for you. And that's probably my biggest thing. But as words go, positivity and stay positive is my biggest thing. Number 10, how did you become a Eurovision fan? Oh, so I think it was 2006 when I first watched Eurovision and I turned on the TV. I had no idea what I was getting myself into, but I had no idea Eurovision was on and it was on TV and I saw Latvia singing Wolves of the Sea with this plastic knife like sword like waving around and it was bending and it was just so funny and the music was good and I started singing it wolves of the sea it was just so good with a high high ho and a high high hey it was just great and from then on I fell in love and I haven't looked back since is there anybody who's become a Eurovision Song Contest fan because of you yeah a lot of people actually my norm my friends from school and my English friends probably think I'm crazy and they still do <laughs> because Eurovision in England is not really seen as like a cool thing 
But a lot of my Armenian friends have actually become massive fans of Eurovision because of our Eurovision parties that we have held every single year apart from this year, RIP. Um, and yeah, they are fans now and watch Eurovision and that's because of me, so they've got me to thank for there. Question number 12, have you ever had a moment of doubt in Eurovision or your passion for it? No, no, no doubts. And I don't think I'm ever gonna doubt me liking Eurovision because how can you? If you love something like that, it's different every year. It does change. It's not like this. it's the same every year. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever doubt my love for Eurovision. <laughs> what are the biggest pros and cons of this event? So, I mean, I think this is most people's cons of Eurovision Song Contest, and that is there is a lot of politics involved. And I wish there wasn't because it is meant to be a contest just about bringing people together. But you're gonna have that. It's Europe. We are so many different countries with different issues with each other that it's gonna come up and it's just normal. Uh, and I do think that the con here is quite small and the pros to this event is the fact that it does bring so many people together and it's about loving each other and loving each other's songs and music from different countries. I think that the pros definitely outrule the cons. So that is why I normally focus on the pros, which is what makes Eurovision so good and what makes it good. And that is we all come together and enjoy some absolutely fantastic music. Question number 14, what's your favorite pre-selection format and why? So my favorite pre-selection format, I'm definitely going to say Melody Festival on here because of just how much the Swedes put into this contest. They put so much hard work and effort into making and selecting a good entry because I think they've got a stereotype of being good and they kind of have to stay to that now ever since ABBA. <laughs> they've really got themselves into the pickle of they can't make a bad selection really now because of ABBA I feel and because of their stereotype which is the Swedes are dang good at Eurovision and yeah I would definitely say that Melody Festival is probably just one of my favorites and yeah I just think it's really well organized and I think other countries should follow in their footsteps for sure. Question number 15 which country deserves to be called the best Eurovision nation ever and why? Ooh, controversial question. This is gonna follow up from the last question, but I really couldn't pinpoint one country and I'll tell you why. I think we can all agree on this, that especially in the last few years, all the countries have put so much effort into their entries. I don't think there's one country that I can really sit here and be like, they don't care because each country does care. And I can tell because the entries have been getting better and better. Of course, I would. I was going to say Sweden was the ultimate best Eurovision country, but now I wouldn't say that because you've got countries like Lithuania and Bulgaria that are winning songs that are coming every year with these with the same standard as Sweden and all of the Nordic countries. So I'm gonna say I don't have one country. I don't think there's one country that I can say here because each country is getting better and better. And I think everyone's at a level now that I could say they could win. It's not just Sweden anymore. It is all the countries now. So yeah, 
I can't make my mind up there <laughs> at all. Which nation who never won you want to most succeed? Right. I'm going to be really biased here and I'm going to say I want to see Cyprus win. <laughs> Not just because I have family there, but I think every year they have proved that they could win. And ever since Eleni with Fuego came out, I think it's just shown all of us that their standard is so high that I want to see them win and I want to go to I want to go to Cyprus next year, please. Oh, not next year, two years. Anyway, I want to go to Cyprus in 2020, so let us pray and hope that that does happen. <laughs> Even though it's a little bit biased. What's the most Eurovision Song Contest moment which left you heartbroken? Oh, this one always comes to mind. That is actually Suri when she was singing for the United Kingdom in 2018. She had that guy <laughs> come on stage and say political stuff on, on live TV and the poor girl, she looked so terrified, but she continued on and was a trooper in it. And I know I come from the United Kingdom and I'm gonna be a little bit upset that she didn't do as well, but I think her song was just so good. Like Storm was such a great song and that guy really did ruin it for her and her experience at Eurovision. So I feel really bad for her and it was very heartbreaking to see that happen and scary because that invader should not have been there. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Do you remember a Eurovision moment which made you feel indescribably happy? Yes, a lot of the time. In fact, I don't think there's one Eurovision that I watch and, and get upset because Eurovision is just such a happy contest and time of the year that it's hard for me to just say one thing that's made me really, really happy. But I will say, which one? I've got so many. I think it would be Fuego. When Eleni nearly won with Fuego, I didn't, it didn't really bother me that. I mean, it bothered me that she didn't win, but the fact that she did so well for Cyprus, I felt so proud of like my, my heritage and my background. And because Cyprus is such a close country to me, I felt so happy that she did so well. And yeah, I think that was probably one of the happiest I've ever been in Eurovision when I heard Fuego and the song was just so good. How can you not like that song? Honestly, how can you? Which three Eurovision artists do you adore the most? So I'm definitely gonna put Verica Saduchka in there because I mean, Lasha Tumbai, oh, it's just such a good song, but also, she, he is so funny. I mean, Verica is just so funny and the comedy that comes with, you know, his character is just so amazing and so iconic for Eurovision that how can he not be in my top favorite? Second would definitely be Mons uh, from Sweden with Heroes, I mean, amazing song. And of course, I'm going to put Eleni Fuera in there because Fuego, <laughs> yeah, let's not sing that. Question number 21. If somebody would ask you about the best and worst edition of the contest, which, which ones will you choose and why? 
It's a really hard question. This is a really hard question. I can't really answer it because there is so many great Eurovision contests that we've had in the past that it's hard to say what's the worst and the best, but I definitely gonna say 2015 was my worst because I did not like that many ballads. I was sleepy at the end of that. But I will say my favorite is 2012 just because of how many ethnic acts there are. There was so much, you know, like fun entries that year. And yeah, I think that would have been my worst and best for sure. Yeah, 2012 was definitely my best and 2015 was my worst. How you figured your actual role in the Eurovision fan base? Hmm. Honestly, with this, I started off filming just for fun. Every time we'd watch Eurovision every year, after our party, I would make a small vlog about me talking about, you know, how the contest went. And from then on, I think people just in the community started finding each other because there wasn't much of a Eurovision fan base at the time. And all of a sudden, people were going more on YouTube to look up Eurovision stuff and people just started finding each other and we all kind of like a magnet came together and that's where I found my place in the Eurovision fan base. I think we all just found each other. Question number 23. What's the coolest part of what you're doing with Eurovision? To be honest, it's meeting all of the Eurovision fan base. I am so fascinated to see that there's so many people that have the same passion as me. I had no idea that there was people out there until, as I said, and I started finding everyone online. But it is so nice to see us all connect and talking about the contest and being there for each other. It's so nice to see that, how loving the Eurovision fan base is and how we are a massive family. And yeah, I think that's probably the best thing about what I do. What's your Eurovision bucket list and how many points you still need to achieve? My Eurovision bucket list would be, I would like to actually go in the first place to Eurovision one year. I've never been able to go. And that would be one of the things that I hope to do at some point every year because I do love Eurovision that much that to be able to go every year would just be absolutely fantastic. And to report on it would be even better. So becoming like a Eurovision reporter would be my ultimate dream because who wouldn't want to do that? Uh, but yeah, that would be my absolute bucket list. But I would like to see countries like Lithuania and Bulgaria doing better and better every year. And even seeing countries like this win would be absolutely amazing in the future. So yeah, that's what I would say for that one. Question number 25, which is our last question, guys. How do you love to be remembered after many years of Eurovision fans community? I would love to be remembered as the crazy Armenian Cypriot that loves ethnicity and loves ethnic fun dancey songs. I love to boogie and I, I think a lot of I think a lot of us like to party and Eurovision is a massive party in the end of the day. I would love to be remembered as that person that just likes to bring the party and fun and loves all the ethnic songs out there because I do and I genuinely love hearing all the different cultures from the different countries in Eurovision Song Contest and yeah to be remembered as the fun dancey song loving girl would be an ultimate dream so yeah that's what I'd say for that.
And that is it. That's all my questions, guys. I hope that answered a lot of your queries there. And yeah, it was lovely answering all your questions, guys. And don't forget to go subscribe to my channel. It's very important. It is Anush101, if you didn't know. I do very exciting, I do very exciting Eurovision uh, videos and content, so go ahead and do that. And yeah, guys, I'll see you later.